You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hello, 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 and welcome back to this week's episode of the Press Home Podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media, and of course, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we are so glad that you are back here with us today. It's the first week in June, the first episode in June. We've got plenty of news coming your way. And trust me, believe me, there's actually news outside the fact that the Canadians just inked Cole Caulfield to an eight-year, almost $8 million per uh, contract extension. Trust me, believe me. And I can, uh, I have someone to back me up in the corner on that because Patrick Williams, of course, is uh, here with us again this week um, to go in a pretty deep dive on some things happening around the AHL. So Patrick, welcome back to the show. Um, great to be back. It's a little bit of a paycheck that Cole Caulfield's going to get. Yeah, that's not bad, right? When you're, what, like 22, 23 years old? It's not a a bad way to start your day. No. (laughs) Um, I'm obviously in the wrong business somehow, somewhere. I I missed missed the memo. Uh, We've got some great things to talk about today. Uh, In our first segment, we are going to uh, hit on the fact that the matchup is now officially set for the Calder Cup final it's going to be the Hershey Bears versus the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, and so Patrick is here with us today to help us kind of set the stage for this, which is techni- for what is a, is a historic matchup between these two uh, teams and franchises and get us all set, what, what we can expect, some of the highlights uh, of things to look for. And then in our second segment, it's funny how this has worked out. Last week, we were here kind of right on the breaking news of Spencer Carberry uh, graduating from the AHL, you know, made a momentary stop as an assistant coach in uh, the NHL, but but then hired to his first NHL position with Washington. And we're coming back to that topic again this week with another AHL coaching graduate uh, going immediately from coaching in the AHL to getting a head coaching position in the NHL. And that is Greg Cronin uh, accepting the position as the bench boss with the Anaheim Ducks. So we're going to take a look at Greg Cronin in the second segment. Uh, what his kind of trajectory has been what got him uh the coaching job and and what fans can expect from uh the league's newest face as a head coach at the nhl level so lots of lots of good lots of little goodies uh today 
Patrick, let's start, though, with the Calder Cup final. Uh, Hershey's been waiting around just a little bit, waiting to figure out who their opponent was going to be. But Coachella Valley finally uh, put the Milwaukee Admirals away on Monday night. Uh, and so now we uh, the stage is set for the oldest franchise in the AHL, the Hershey Bears, to face off against the league's brand new franchise, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. In fact, it's their first year of existence and they're going straight to the Calder Cup final. Yeah, um, you know, Coachella Valley fans, I hope they realize it doesn't usually This doesn't have this doesn't work this way usually. <laughs> quite like this, right? Where you um, you come in the league your first year, you 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 finish second overall, you go through this wild playoff journey and then now you you face, you know, the the oldest team in the league, the Hershey Bears, a team that's been around since the 1930s. Um and do that all in one year, right? Open up a beautiful new uh, building, um, you know, have this kind of this, this dream season and now only be four, four wins away from a Calder Cup. Uh, it's, it's a lot harder now. It's a 32-team league. It's not the old-time AHL or, like, you know, back in the 90s where it was maybe half those teams, and, you know, you had a much higher chance of winning the Cup now. Like, it's, it's tough to do, right, as, we, as we've seen with some really good teams going down this postseason mm-hmm. uh, teams that were every bit the legitimate Calder Cup contender um, are are sitting at home right now. So like it's it's tough to do, uh, but hey, you know like congratulations to to Coachella Valley for everything so far, and we'll see if they can uh, <clears throat> complete the job and make this like you know a true dream season for them. So let's just remind folks, yes, Coachella Valley Firebirds, they are the newest team to be added to the to the American Hockey League this year. They are the AHL affiliate of the Seattle Kraken. And they are coached, you know, it, not saying that the coach has everything to do with uh, first year success, rookie rookie season success, but Patrick, I can't I can't help but think that having Dan Bilesma uh, leading the way and leading the charge as the head coach of this team couldn't have had possibly something to do with their success this year. Yeah, he's uh, he's been like a real, real perfect fit there, right? Like uh, he's really good with veteran players. They have a, a good number of them. Um, you know, obviously he's you know a very unique path in the sense like being an AHL head coach. After you've won the Jack Adams Stanley Cup, uh, you've been in the Olympics. Uh, only the second um, coach ever to win a Jack Adams and then come back to the AHL as a head coach. It's a little, uh, you know, a little fun fact of the day for you. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, like instant credibility, obviously, with a resume like that uh, coming in. And um, he's pushed all the right buttons with that team, right? Like, this is a team, they finished second overall in the regular season. Um, but uh, right off the bat, and we've discussed this, like first uh, round, they had to go to that playing round, best mm-hmm. of three. Yeah, we saw uh, they were facing elimination right off the bat. They came through it. They've uh, throughout this this whole playoff uh, journey, they've uh, had four elimination games so far. Um, they've had four opponents. This Hershey will be their fifth, uh, and actually, the Milwaukee series was the first time it did come down uh, to a final final game of the series. Uh, they wrapped this one up in six games uh, as opposed to their usual, uh, you know, win or go home situation. Uh, so it was a more efficient job by them this time. Um, but uh, yeah, they have not had, an, you know, 
easy path by any means. They knocked out the number one team in Calgary. Then uh, they go right in and they, they face the uh, Milwaukee Admirals, a team that had gotten seven players back from Nashville for mm-hmm. the playoffs and had their own success. And, um, and they've uh, so far managed to uh, to knock out all those clubs. And now they're going to get the Hershey Bears, a team that's been on their own journey so far. So let's let's just kind of dissect the matchup here. Um this will be the first these two teams and not only because Coachella Valley is brand new to the league but uh because of the way the AHL schedule is is designed these two teams have never faced one one another. They've yep. never played against one each, each other. It's not something you know, scouting, scouting and pre-scouting against one another is not something that they typically do. But you know that Hershey, uh, Hershey and Coachella Valley's staff and and players have been taking a really hard look at these teams for the last week. You know, couple of weeks. Um, what do you th- when you look at these two teams on the face of things facing off against each other for the first time? What what do you expect to see in in this series? Yeah, so it's interesting. So um, both teams are going to see what they saw in the previous round. Um, Hershey faced Rochester. Uh, Coachella obviously faced Milwaukee. Um, I said they're going to see see it like amped up several matches. So Hershey faced a really fast, rush-oriented team, great off-the-transition team in Rochester. They certainly struggled handling that, especially early on. It took... I'd say several rounds of adjustments and uh, tweaks that Todd Nelson, the head coach there, had to make uh, to finally kind of really start to bottle up the Amherst. Uh, and then same thing with uh, Coachella Valley, uh, Milwaukee, big, heavy, grinding team um, that, that really kind of like to play that down low game, work for goals that way. Uh, they're getting all that. Uh, I think that then some with the Hershey Bears. They're getting a team that's uh, an excellent four-checking team. Um Four really strong forward lines, um, strong goaltending. That will be a definite upgrade, I think, uh, for Hershey uh, as opposed to Milwaukee. Hunter Shepard's been absolutely fantastic uh, this postseason. Um, two shutouts against Rochester, a team that was absolutely rolling uh, coming into that series. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of be going to be the same but more in terms of what they face, which maybe is probably an ideal way if you have to right like so you're 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 not having to kind of make a, a real different sort of pivot in terms of your opponent now you're just getting that you know you know like i said several notches dialed up well i think uh for sure and and if, if you turn and then you look at the the you know we talked about dan bilesma uh who's a very recognizable household name behind the bench for the coachella valley firebirds but todd nelson has quietly or maybe not so quietly uh had his own success behind the bench for the Hershey Bears and certainly is a driving force for for what they've done this season as well yeah you know this is uh he's going to be pursuing his fourth Calder Cup championship um he's one and one as a player as a, an assistant coach and as a head coach um only one of three people ever to do that in NHL history hmm. um Funny enough, they're all uh, former Hershey Bears defensemen. (laughs) (laughs) Gee. um, With him, like, you know, he's been an NHL interim head coach. He's uh, been an NHL assistant coach for six seasons. I have to wonder, like, when does he get his NHL shot, right? 
Um, yeah. You know, like really like he's filled out the resume. Like at this point, I mean, I know he's been, he's been certainly interviewing for different jobs, uh, NHL head coaching jobs over the years, uh, has, uh, never quite managed to land one, but you have to think at some point it's going to happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. He just everywhere he goes, he has success, right? Like, you know, he was at the Dallas Stars three years ago when they went to the final as an assistant. Um, and um, it's, yeah, it's a strange, it's a little bit of a strange situation for me. Like, you know, certainly he's a very likable guy. So, like, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out, like, you know, what's holding it back. Like, it's not that, that's for sure. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's strange. Um, and, I guess we'll, we'll probably, especially if they can win this, this final, we'll probably hear his name come up even more. Definitely. Um, so, you know, he's never, I think, quite gotten that, like, that big name push behind him. Like, like you know, like Sheldon Key, for example, being in Toronto, like, yeah, he won the Calder Cup. Uh, but being in Toronto, certainly, you know, it's going to attract a lot more of a spotlight, right? Like, I don't think uh, a guy like... Um, Todd Nelson has ever quite had that same, you know, that same notoriety, right? Like despite mm-hmm. all the success he's had. So uh, he's more of a low key personality too. Like he's not uh, somebody that's, you know, tends to be, you know, out there a lot and, and doing that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I do think at some point um, you have to, you have to expect that he's going to break through as an NHL coach. Like, I don't think there's anything left for him to do, quite frankly, yeah. at this level. And um, uh, it's, but I think, you know, the Hershey Bears, they were, you know, they were definitely pumped up to get him. Like he was, he was a big, a big fish for them to land as a head coach last summer. And um, he's come in and just done a fantastic job uh, really from day one there. Well, I think this is going to be a, a really uh, entertaining bit nail biting uh and definitely a an historical uh series for for fans to watch oldest versus newest uh that doesn't happen all the time that's for sure uh particularly for a team like Coachella who as we said uh has just entered the league this year uh so that series kicks off um it will be a 2-3-2 format uh best of 7 so Coachella Valley has home home ice advantage uh, the first two games take place Thursday night and Saturday night uh, in California. Then the teams come back to Hershey for three, four, and five if necessary next Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And if they have to go to a game six or seven, uh, those will be back in Coachella Valley uh, then June 19th and June 21st. So everything kicks off Thursday night, June 8th, Hershey at Coachella Valley. If you don't have a subscription to AHL TV, I highly recommend that you sign in. I'm pretty sure that it's discounted right now since it's down to the final. Uh, just go to watchtheahl.com. Check that out. It's not a series you're going to want to miss. I think it's going to be a pretty fiery one. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, so speaking of coaches who are earning uh, earning their promotions, uh, we're going to take a quick break here, here from our sponsors over at DraftKings. When we come back on the other side of it, uh, let's do a little bit of a deep dive on Greg Cronin, the newest AHL coaching uh, graduate to now have a debut as an NHL head coach uh, 
at the helm for the Anaheim Ducks behind the bench. Uh, Patrick is going to give us the scoop on Greg Cronin and what we can expect from him uh, on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere. We uh, You are listening to the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling sources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Once again, welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and an affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, once again, welcome back to the show. My name is Amy Johnson, your host of the show and the lead correspondent at AHLReport.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. You can also find Patrick Williams, who is here with us uh, on Twitter. He's, of course, a contributor here at Rocket Sports uh, Media. He is uh, the... F- AHL uh, contributor and correspondent for NHL.com. And of course, he is uh, a big time presence in terms of feature writing at the AHL's official website, theAHL.com. You can find him on Twitter at PWilliamsAHL. Uh, and of course, uh, check out all of his content at the AHL's official website. Uh, lots of great articles and insight interviews and so forth that Patrick has done. Uh, if you'd like to follow us uh, here on the show at the Press Zone on Twitter or at the AHL Report, that keeps you up to date all year long on things going on with the Laval Rocket. And of course, don't forget to just tap that subscribe button uh, so that you don't ever miss an episode and share this podcast episode on your favorite social media platform. Uh, Patrick, last week we talked about Spencer Carberry, uh, the the path that he took, gaining all of the experience that he had. And we, we even mentioned, you know, kind of in, in jest a little bit about just not so much in jest, more in awe of, you know, how much experience a guy like Spencer Carberry is bringing to a brand new uh, NHL head coaching position. I think Greg Cronin even puts a sh- put puts that in his rearview mirror. Greg Cronin uh, announced this week, of course, he has spent the last five years uh, as the head coach of the AHL's Colorado Eagles, um, including three Calder Cup playoff appearances in that time. Uh, he's also spent time with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. I, I miss saying the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. I'm gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> say that right now. They're now the Bridgeport Islanders. They were the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, of course, when when Cronin was there. Um, and now he is has been promoted to his first NHL gig as the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. 
Um, can I guess, I guess let's start with, tell me why Greg Cronin was the right guy to be hired by Anaheim for this job. Um, well, a number of reasons. The first of which is he's an excellent, uh, detail oriented coach, defensive oriented, very good with today's young player and, and with today's elite player, which uh, Anaheim has a lot of those players either already there, you know, like a Trevor Zegers, uh, Troy Terry, or players that are Mason McTavish, obviously, or players that are cycling into the system as draft picks or prospects. So, um, so I think that's first and foremost is, you know, he's an excellent teacher. Um, uh, all my, all my years, uh, you know, dealing with coaches, I've never had a coach who could, dissect a player's game down to the degree that, that Greg Cronin could, you know, in terms of uh, detail and, um, and not, not to, so not, not to be critical, but just, it's just how he sees the game, right? Like he's very, very meticulous in everything that he does. Um, and, you know, obviously that's not always easy to, to hear your game or whatever you're doing, get picked apart like that, but it, mm-hmm. it's not done like, you know, in a, in a negative way, it's just, it's just the way it is. And like, this is what you need to do to get better, to be the best version of yourself as a player. I think he's excellent for that. Um, he did a fantastic job with the Colorado Eagles for five years. Um, they didn't never had a ton of, uh, you know, maybe like blue chip prospects, but every single player almost to a man that I saw come through there ended up being a better player. Right. Like, and he's very good at kind of, Stripping down a player's game down almost to, to the foundation and then rebuilding. Like Alex Gauchenyuk, obviously somebody you know that Habs fans will be familiar with. Um, he went to Colorado this past season uh, with the mandate uh, from the Avalanche of um, go to go to the Eagles, learn how to play the defensive side of the game. Like that's what's going to keep you, um, get you back to the NHL eventually. I mean, they worked uh, for. for Good, good portion of the season, uh, him and uh, and Cronin, uh, just really, really, in some ways not rebuilding, but just building a defensive component. Yeah, Gauchenyuk's uh, team, and um, not easy to do it. A you know player that that twenty years old, ten years in the NHL, in many ways sort of a finished product. But uh, Cronin, you know, like it was, it was a big, it was a big difference from the Gauchenyuk uh, you saw coming there in November. Mm-hmm. You saw, you know, April into May um, with Colorado, you, you know, with the Eagles in the playoffs. So um, a lot of work, you know, he's the kind of uh, coach that will, you know, will work with the player individually, you know, for an hour after practice, just, you know, going through every little detail, like positioning on the ice, you know, whatever it may be, whatever a player's game is lacking, um, that's what he'll do. So I love the hire uh, for the Ducks. Um, you know, it's not every day you see somebody with 35 years of coaching experience, uh, come into your, your operation. Uh, there's a ton of work obviously for them to do to, to get that whole operation back up to speed. Yeah. Um, I think he should be you know, a real good fit for that group. You know, and I think, I think for the players, like you just have to buy in, right? Like he's an intimidating coach, like, you know, the way he comes across, but you know, if you, if you're bought into what he's doing, I mean, I think he can end up being the best thing that ever happens to your career. Yeah. I think it's just, it takes that buy-in from the player because, uh, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, 
they'll be there matching you every every step of the way. You know, I you know I've, I've done some pieces on him over the years. You know, he said, you know, him and a player, it's like a marriage. Like if if the player fails, he fails, right? And he considers it a failure for him as much as for the player. So, um, like he's he's invested in his players. Um, the ones that are smart pick up on that, and then and they love him, right? And you know, I haven't had players. You know, like I think of a Justin Barron, right? Like, again, somebody that Habs, uh, Habs fans will be familiar with. Like, he started there in Colorado before he came over in that trade. And, you know, like I talked to Barron this past season. Like, he said, like, Greg Cronin was huge for his game, just, like, getting him up to a pro standard uh, coming out of junior. And, um, like, you know, to Barron's credit, he really bought in. Like, you know, it's it's not always easy. It's intense. Everything Greg Cronin does is, is like, intensity amped up to 10. But um, it really can benefit your game uh, if, if, like a Justin Barron, you're willing to um, really put in that effort and, and jump in with him. You mentioned how much experience Greg Cronin comes to the table with. Um, can you can you give us kind of like the the brief timeline of exactly what got him to this point? What what is I mean, we mentioned five years with Colorado, a couple of years with Bridgeport, but really, what is Greg Cronin's background. What what are his qualifications? Well, extensive uh, college coaching career. Um, University of Maine uh, with Sean Walsh, the, the late Sean Walsh, legendary coach there back in the nineties. Um, and uh, Cronin went to the uh, U.S. or actually didn't go to it. He helped found it. Um, the uh, U.S. National Development Program, which obviously you know, you know twenty five years later has become like such a like a huge part of USA Hockey's uh, development program. I mean, now you see like pretty much it's a who's who of first round picks that come through there. Well, like at the time in the 90s, that was a huge, um, you know, real shift in thinking, um, you know, really hadn't been tried before, certainly not in North America. And uh, Corona was a huge part of that, you know, like really kind of building that from the ground up. And, uh, you know, he went to the Islanders as an assistant coach for, uh, for a long time. Uh, and obviously on the Bridgeport, then he went back to the college game with Northeastern, um, helped build that program up. And, uh, you know, before he went to, to the Eagles, he was, uh, he was a Leafs assistant coach, went back to the Islanders. Uh, so, you know, he's kind of, uh, he's seen the game from a lot of different angles. Um, you know, he's, uh, very innovative. Like, like he, he's one of those coaches that like looks well beyond the hockey world he looks t- toward other sports just even other facets of life uh for for you know whatever technique in terms of either training or you know the psychological side of the game or motivational whatever whatever it may be like you know he's he's got a lot of interest beyond hockey and i think it really bleeds into the the coaching that he does and it helps him to reach today's young players and this also now creates yet another vacancy at the AHL level. Colorado um, going to be searching for their next head coach as well. Yeah, uh, just you know, uh, we just saw the Iowa vacancy filled last week, um, and now yeah, there's uh, there you go. <laughs> it's like whack a mole. It know? is. <laughs> you know, like uh, there's another. Another spot to be filled. Uh, San Diego has filled their spot. You know, there's been you know, like, like David Bell in, in Belleville has, uh, you know, he would lost the interim tag. A few other, you know, like Grand Rapids uh, job is still open. Um, so who knows maybe how much 
more we'll see Bilesma, mm-hmm. um, you know, like does he get maybe some more attention now coming, especially if they win the cup in the next uh, two weeks, you know, Todd Nelson, same thing, like, you know, NHL assistant coaching uh, possibilities out there. I don't know, but uh, you know, I, I do have a feeling that probably um, things are not completely uh, done yet in terms of the AHL uh, coaching carousel. Uh, <laughs> this means that uh, it'll be uh, more coaches for me to get to know. That's right. <laughs> kind of like that's the the one thing like you know you, you, just when you sort of you know get to know these coaches and uh, you build that report then they bye bye that's just the nature of the game <laughs> at this level but uh, um, yeah it's uh, it's it's really impressive like the the amount of coaching talent I think that's one of the biggest changes that I've seen in my time it's just the, the quality coaches now, like I don't look across, I, I can't think of one coach across the league that I'm like, yeah, I would never hire that guy. You know, like mm. I can't say that in the past there was a certain area of starting out, like there were coaches where they were just not up to the job. And now every like right across the board, every single coach in the league is, uh, you know, different methods of uh, success, but they're all, you know, abundantly qualified for what they do. Well, uh, we appreciate the, that we're able to tap into your expertise uh, in, in these matters and, and be able to get a, a firsthand introduction uh, to, these, to these guys once, you know, whether it's players, coaches, staff, uh, when they're making a big impact at the AHL level, but then when that impact gets them noticed and hired uh, in the NHL as well. So our best wishes to Greg Cronin as he sets off on his NHL coaching career. And uh, a big thank you to Patrick Williams for being here once again and uh, really bringing us some great information here on the Press Zone. Well, thank you. And that is going to wrap things up for us today. Don't forget, Calder Cup final starts on Thursday night, Coachella Valley versus Hershey. It's going to be a series that you won't want to miss. And I can guarantee that when we all meet back here in a week, uh, we'll have, uh, I I imagine Patrick will have some interesting tales to tell about how the first few games have gone down. Um, All right. Don't forget to subscribe to the Press Zone podcast if you haven't done so already. And that way, we will be sure to see you back here again next week for another very fun and very informative episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.